Hey everybody, Matt Ardman here with another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast right here. Coming to you from the mobile studio. Um, thank you, you plethora of people who are listening to this show on the plethora of programming. Um, hopefully you were checking out uh, CKCC's page on Redbubble and purchasing their fine items like a My Vocabulary is Not Family Friendly shirt or a CKCC Radio coffee mug. Uh, so hopefully you guys are doing that, checking that stuff out um, and whatnot. Uh, got a lot to talk about. We got New Hampshire and this episode's coming out a lot later than normal. Um, between my job and some family uh, functions that I had to um, go to, uh, it kind of pushed back my recording schedule by quite a bit. Uh, but uh, we do want to talk New Hampshire, which is for NASCAR, like big time NASCAR racing. That's right in my neck of the woods, just one state over. Um, talk about that briefly, talk about the big news of um, NASCAR holding their first ever short track race next year, and this really crazy rumor coming in involving NASCAR, um, possibly by 2023. We'll get to that. Um, But first and foremost, let's talk about New Hampshire. Uh, Justin Allgaier kicked off the weekend with a, another win in the Xfinity Series. I believe it's just either a second in a row and third for the season or third in a row. Uh, something crazy like that. And he won in dominant fashion. Um, in, a, in a, you know, I, you know, you kind of expect that in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is not a track where you see a crazy lot of leads, but I mean, this is kind of like a ho-hum New Hampshire race. Uh, We move on to Sunday. And what looked like was going to be another ho-hum New Hampshire race by Martin Truex Jr. Who was very weird seeing him in the interstate colors. And that car, I believe it's the first time all season that Interstate Batteries would be sponsoring MTJ. uh, At a track that is very familiar to him going back to his days driving for driving in the old Bush North series uh, the feeder series that eventually would lead to the higher series um, Truex was very dominant uh, him and Kevin Harvick certainly had some really fast cars for the weekend but they, they would not win the race um, as pit strategy and other factors factored in as Christopher Bell picks up his second win of the season or his second career win, his first win of the season that's what I meant to say instead of second win of the season his first career win, wow Uh, but anyway um, it just uh, locks another driver into the playoffs with Bell um picking up his first win and I believe that's now 14 wins if I did 14 different winners if I did the math right Um, which the window is getting smaller and smaller for drivers who are looking to um, 
make the playoffs on points. Um, I believe Ryan Blaney is trying to make it on points and I'm trying to think of another one. Um, draw the blank. But anyway, there, there's there's some names that have not won this season, which are very surprising. Kevin Harvick being one. Um, Brian Blaney, obviously, being one. Um, Brad Kozlowski, which, which isn't really surprising when you think about it. Um, with uh, moving to the sixth car and Rush Fenway Racing, but just how he's been beaten by his teammate very consistently... Uh, almost every race, Chris Busher. Chris Busher, I'd expect to pick up a win, um, you know, pretty soon. I mean, that team's getting progressively better each week. Uh, so the window's closing. They race at Pocono in the M&M's Appreciation 400 for the Cup Series. Uh, the Xfinity and the Trucks will do a, um, a double header on Saturday. And Friday, uh, as I'm just as I'm about to record this, it will be the ARCA race, uh, which is really weird because I'm used to in the old days the ARCA race being on Saturday and Cup being on Sunday, but uh, with the addition of all these races, now kind of pushes it back, and especially with Pocono now having one race. Um, but it is what it is, but we move on, we gotta move on, um, as NASCAR made the announcement, uh, that Road America will be taken off, uh, the NASCAR schedule in 2024, taken off the Cup Series schedule, will be replaced with a road course in Chicago, I've talked about this before, um, I wasn't a fan of it. I, I'm still not exactly a fan of it. Um, I, I don't think replacing Road America is the right call. Uh, I don't think moving to Chicago is the right call. I don't think a, a street course for stock cars is a good call. I mean, granted, it's been done uh, on the cast car circuit. Um, I believe the Trans Ams used to run on street courses back in the uh, for a little while back in the day. I don't remember exactly, uh, but you know this is more something for the open wheel. Uh, when NASCAR made this announcement, they showed the layout for the road course and it uh, for the street course, and it's not as crazy as it would seem with places that the IndyCar would run like um, St. Pete and Long Beach and whatnot. Um, this is a little bit, I guess it's a little more, uh, lends itself a little more to a, like a stock car type road course feel and um, I have, I'm I'm not going to say I hate it. I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea for many reasons on this change. 
I don't like the venue. I don't like the fact that we're moving to a street course. And I don't like the fact that we're moving away from Road America, even though we've only been running the Cup Series there for two years. But I am, I guess you want to say cautionally optimistic. I'm glad NASCAR is stepping out of their comfort zone, doing something different and doing something new. Uh, new and different mean it'll be a success. That depends. Um, they've done that to varying degrees. First with the um, the dirt race at uh, Bristol, the their um, their Bristol Dirt Derby, which really uh, I personally I think leaves a lot to be desired. Um, you know whether whether they decide to. Um, try it somewhere else and you know try this this whole dirt racing um, somewhere else like I like I said before I have it be on a real dirt track uh, not a racetrack you currently use and just throw dirt down on although if there was a track that would that would be successful would be a place like Bristol um, but I think that um, that there's it, it just doesn't lend itself to that. The clash at the Coliseum I thought was very different and very unique. And actually, uh, a lot of people, um, much like myself, were very skeptical of that. And I found myself pleasantly surprised by it. Um, it was a fun little bull ring. Um, you know, kind of like a uh, Bowman Gray, uh, just without the craziness of Bowman Gray, thankfully. Um, because Bowman Gray is just this whole different animal, and well, it's it's great to sell tickets, but what happens there is just. Uh, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time talking about Bowman Gray. There's a reason why they call it the Madhouse. Uh, but, you know, they, they've tried these new and different things. Um, why are we running a street course when there's perfectly available tracks which I think could be successful on? Iowa being one of them, where the IndyCar will be competing this upcoming weekend uh, with their doubleheader. And, you know, I think that that could be a really fun race. Um, hopefully we'll be looking at that in, you know, 2022, well, 2023, 2024. Uh, so we'll have to look forward to that. Um, other news. Um, first, let's talk about um, Brandon Brown. Brandon Brown had announced that he will be stepping out of the number 68 car at, in, at the road course in Indianapolis at the end of the month. Um, he will be replaced uh, by Austin Dillon. Now, Austin Dillon, who filled in a race or two, um, you know, here or there, you know, he has this habit of going in running a different series, bringing sponsorship. 
Uh, he did that to the Ryan C truck uh, when he won at Eldora in 2013. You know, so, I mean, this is a plus because this is a team that uh, has been struggling for sponsorship uh, for years. And they thought they had uh, a sponsor with um, LGB uh, coin, uh, the Let's Go Brandon coin after, you know, that whole Bitcoin thing and NASCAR, you know, pulled their sponsor, but they had a personal services contract. Then it turns out uh, this Bitcoin uh, con, you know, company kind of fell apart, uh, much like some of those dot-com sponsorships back in the early 90s, they just weren't worth the paper that they were printed on, so Brandon's having to step out of the ride, uh, Austin Dillon will be running the race and bringing sponsorship, he'll be running this race as kind of a, um, kind of to get used for the cup race the next day at the road course at Indy. Um, so, with that said, you know, he um, he will be doing this, but he will be to make sure he still stays uh, eligible for points in the Xfinity Series playoffs. He will be hopping into the number 74 or 47. He'll be hopping into one of Mike Harmon's cars uh, just to be able to, to start the race Um so, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a good positive thing that he'll be, that Mike Harmon has that seat available so he can go and start this. Um, but it just sucks. It just shows the plight of what a lot of these smaller teams are having to do. Like Brandon's, you know, who are having to do this so they can kind of uh, keep their teams afloat. And it just shows a, a very, very hard dichotomy of the sport. I mean, yes, Brandon did win a race last year as a certain, is a very strong underdog. Um, you know, we've had other, other, you know, smaller family-owned teams. You know, Jeremy Clements a few years ago at uh, Road America um, pick up a win. And, uh... You know, then we've had Ryan Sieg, who's been, you know, up near the front. You know, he, he's always knocking in that playoffs, just has not been able to um, pick up a win. And his, you know, his team, you know, then we had, you know, granted it took Cole Custer um, to hop, to move down to the Xfinity Series for a race to bring uh, Bobby Dodder and the uh, Green and the uh, SS Greenlight Racing Team into, um, victory lanes for the first time, but, um, he had to bring sponsorship with him, and it was just to kind of fill a seat, you know, so it's getting harder and harder for a lot of these smaller teams to compete, uh, for the big bucks against, you know, the Joe Gibbs Racings, the Junior Motorsports, of the, uh, excuse me, um, the bigger teams on the circuit because those are the biggest teams on the circuit right now and it's getting harder and harder uh sponsors are 
less and less and and it seems like it's even harder you know with the double whammy that we had with the recession in 08 um with the stock market crash and all that stuff and then we move on to the pandemic which has really really put a hurting on a lot of teams and a lot of sponsors uh so it, it's not happy days and i mean it's the same in you know all the lower series uh, the trucks are facing it, true, but the trucks, it's not, it just doesn't seem as prevalent in my eyes as it does in the Xfinity series. So, um, but, you know, it, it, it's cool that they'll be able to get, you know, this is a, a beneficial thing for all parties involved. Uh, Dylan will get some. Uh, seat time before moving, you know, to Sunday's race um, on the road course. Uh, the 68 team, Brandon Built Motorsports, uh, will be getting um, some financial and sponsorship things uh, for the race, um, so they can, so they will be able to run Indy with Dylan driving. Um, Brandon Brown uh, will actually have you know, a seat in Mike Harmon's car, um, for, for the race to keep his points, and Harmon, um, will be able to collect those owner's points instead of parking, you know, not being able to take that second, you know, take that second car to the track without a driver, uh, so it works all the way around, I mean, it's kind of a shitty way to do it, but it works all the way around, um, but the big news, and, and this is right now, it's just speculation conjecture because there has not been an announcement. But it looks like NASCAR in 2023 will be testing out an all-electric car series. Now, like I said, this is all conjecture because nothing has been formally announced. Um... Basically, there were some notes from uh, a meeting with NASCAR executives and that NASCAR will be testing out uh, a electric car series um, on certain tracks in 2023. This is a big shock because um, NASCAR, you know, there's been, you know, hints of speculation throughout the years that they will be possibly heading towards an electric car series. Um, hints here and there. But nothing nothing real concrete. You've not heard any, any testing, any this, any of that. Um, but to, you know, these notes, which I, I said that were brought up by, you know, a couple of sources... Um, but nothing truly 100% on the record um, that uh, these uh, these sources, you know, say that they will run in select races in conjunction with Cup Series races. So the Cup Series will obviously not be moving um, to this electric car series. Now... This electric car series is very interesting because um, many years ago, um, the FIA started the Formula E series. Um, 
And the Formula E series has actually kind of um, become its own little niche thing. And it, it, it's very unique. The cars are very unique, very different. Um, I've actually watched some of these Formula E um, races, you know, just trying to get a feel on the product. And it's very unique. And this is this is an untapped market, especially in stock car to be trying this. An untapped market in the U.S. I mean, occasionally they do run places like the Grand Prix in New York and just other places. So, I mean, this is very different. Uh, it's very unique. Um, how will the NASCAR fan base support it? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think the older fan base might be as open as this younger fan base that they're going towards this millennial fan base um personally i think if it becomes its own division in the sport uh, much like we had with the trucks when they started uh almost 30 years ago uh, i think that they can catch on and become their own thing uh that would be great you'd have another national touring series for these e-cars and maybe they could be the ones running these road courses uh these um these street courses uh do i see them doing well on places like talladega or daytona or, or even pocono uh, i don't feel it um i may be wrong but i think that you know this is it, it's a very it's uncharted waters um, and it's just something that has really gone under the radar. Um, but uh, with today's market moving to hybrid cars and e-cars, it's not surprising that you really want to tap into it. Um, especially with some of these car makers. Who knows? Maybe able to get Tesla into auto racing through this. Um, you know... I don't know, maybe more interaction with Toyota. I know Ford is going that way with their with their um, their product, Chevrolet, Chrysler. Uh, so this may open a whole lot of doors that were not, you know, priorly open. So uh, very, very interesting what that is. But will it be successful? Uh, time is yet to tell. Right now, like I said, this is all conjecture, so we don't know. Um, but what I do know is we have NASCAR at Pocono with the M&M's Appreciation 400 along with their double header. We have uh, two IndyCar races this weekend. Uh, a double header of racing at Iowa. Then we have the season finale of the SRX Racing Series from Sharon Speedway. Who will win the championship? Will it be points leader Marco Andretti? Will it be Ryan Newman, fresh after um, retiring from full-time cup competition? Will it be last year's winner, Tony Stewart? Or could it be uh, a Bobby Labonte or a Paul Tracy coming from um, way down in the points and pulling through in getting that SRX championship. Who knows? But whatever it is, I will be here to tell you next week. I'm Matt Hardman, and I will see you at the track. Bye.